Howdy, people. What up? What's going on? How's it going? Back, back again. Sturdoween is in full effect, as you guys can see, full effect. And this is what's going down tonight. This is what's going down tonight. Kicking off Freddy Franchise versus Jason Franchise. Part one, the OGs. So, yes, we're starting off reviewing, discussing the first films of each of these. All that other fun stuff. And feels good to be back. Feels good to be back reviewing some movies again. It's been a little bit. But I'm here. Yeah. And I'm high up it. <clears throat> so yeah, let's uh let's get this show on the road, guys. How are you guys doing, by the way? How are you guys doing? I'm good, bro. Fantastic. I couldn't be any better right now. Uh, sound a little sarcastic, but I'll take it. I'll take no, it. I'm not. Not at all. I uh, oh, we got to watch Friday the 13th, and I got to say, you know, I I did like some of those fan films that we watched, but after <clears> watching <throat> what we watched today, like, there's definitely a quality difference. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> which we'll get into get into the films, but let's dive, let's dive back into that though. Watching those fan films, I agree with what you just said, but there was some really good fan films of those and speaking of which on friday the 13th it's either 10 or 10 30 eastern time um actually no i'm not promoting that never mind more importantly friday the 13th at seven o'clock eastern time yep casters for a cause Mm -hmm. casters Mm -hmm. for a cause and what's cool about that is guess what another script read I promise you guys, it is not Blood Lake. I promise you it's not Blood Lake. <laughs> it is the original Friday the 13th. And we're doing it on Friday the 13th at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And I cannot wait. As a matter of fact, I'm going to try to grab a graphic. Chris. Yo. Do you want to announce what you're going to do? We don't have the dollar amount yet. We're talking about it behind the scenes. But do you want to announce what you're going to do? Or what you're planning? So, ladies and gentlemen... It has been five very, very long, sexy years of this gorgeous Fabio main of mine. And uh, I've begun to realize that it probably better serve the ones that we are trying to help. If uh, we hit our donation goal for Casas for a Cause, I will cut my hair live. Now, check this out. What I think I'm going to end up doing is based on the percentage of what our goal was, if we beat the last year's goal, the last uh, Casters for a Causes goal, what you guys had or what you guys got last time, I'm going to cut all my hair off. But if we don't beat it, depending on how close we get to it, I may cut portions of my hair off and I'm going to have to leave it like that for a little bit. I'm going to say two weeks so that you can come check on me and make sure that for two weeks... My hair's still uneven and all fucked up. You can come to my lives. You can come to my channel. You can get down on the game streams. You can get down on the midnight matinee. But for the good cause to help people. And here's the other kicker. I kind of want us to suppress that goal for one other reason. Yes, it's going to be cool to get patchy. Yes, it's going to be cool to have, you know, unevenness and weird awkwardness with me going out in public. And yes, I'm, I'm real. I'm not an AI bot. I will say this, if we do beat that goal and I cut it all off at once, I'm going to be donating it to uh, one of those 
organizations that use hair to help people who need their hair, yeah. essentially, who have lost their hair. They make wigs and hair pieces for people, whether they're dealing with cancer or what other situations. Now, that's something that's been near and dear to my heart. I've done it once other time before about actually now that I think about it almost 10 years ago. So we're bringing back round full circle. Ladies and gentlemen, help us spread the word. When you see us put up our posts, when you see those chats come through, get down, share them. All the TikToks, all the YouTube shorts, wherever you see our faces, share, share, share. Get the word out. I am going to cut my hair as long as we do the right thing and help the people out yes. and get some lunches for some people. <laughs> Dude, which I am going to pull that graphic up and say. <laughs> my apologies. Sure. You okay over there, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> okay. Just making sure. Oh, man. If but I right. am dropping the link right now. I'm going to save it to the pin it to the top. Oh, this man. is the GoFundMe. It's live now, people. So if you can donate, donate. Oh, and man. we're going to discuss a goal behind the scenes. And whatever that goal is, if we reach that goal, you heard what Worst Damn Gamer just said. The hair is coming off on the live. So Friday the 13th, let's reach that goal. Let's reach yep. that goal. We'll tell you what it is. I know you guys are saying, what is it? We'll tell you what it is. I'll say on my next live on Thursday. You'll know by then. If Unless Mick announces it sooner, my Thursday's next live, announcing it. This is hard, man. This is a hard announcement to make, but um, I guess I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coping with it. That was a good, was a good fucking segue, by the way. <laughs> this morning when Chris mentioned it, I've been struggling with it. And I'm like, I mean, I've been working on this for six years. This little girl's here, <laughs> and I guess I'm just gonna let it go. That's very. Uh, uh, that's very. I don't want fun. my. I don't want my boy Chris to be alone in it. It's all good. That's good. And not for nothing. This is starting out light because if we hit our goal and we surpass it and we blow it out of the water for the next cast of the cause, I have a great idea. And this one, I'm pretty sure might draw a little more uh, donation, and it's a payoff for you because it might hurt. Let me, leave, let me leave it at that. It might hurt a little bit. You <laughs> now, mind you, this is all me. This is all gamer only. But I got you. Know you. Funny? I got you. You know you what's funny mind. is <laughs> I, I have an idea, and I'm not going to say it on the live, but for our casters, but I think I'll say at least us main four. Actually, no, I'll say us main five right here. I'm throwing you under the bus, Master Shake. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all I'm gonna say, but we'll talk. I'll talk about it behind the scenes with you guys. But it's it's it, it's here. It's here. I'm not doing shit except for reading. I'm not shaving anything. I'm not cutting anything. I'm not. I did it. We've done four of these in the past. I organize them sturdy. Thankfully, it came in and is helping me organize this one, or I would go crazy. <laughs> oh, and Chris has been a huge help as well. Jason, I haven't done shit. It's been supporting. <laughs> I started that as a joke, and then it became literally like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> let's just let's just tell the truth. Yeah, no, Jason didn't do anything. I, I mean, volunteered to be there, but I can't. <laughs> that helps. No credit. I don't deserve any credit. No, moral <laughs> support. Did you say oral support, Mick? Moral support. God damn. Oh. <laughs> wow. Morals I mean, Mick and I are wow. celebrating three years of friendship today. Mm. Who? Oh, me? Oh, you yeah. Three, yeah. really? It seems like so little. Facebook official. 
It seems like a lifetime. It seems like we've been friends a lot longer than that. We've had a lot of, uh, you know, stuff. <laughs> we've gone. Yeah, that's true. Hey, it's man. funny. We're going, <clears throat> me and Sturdy are going on two, two and a half at this point, two years. Uh-huh. Something like that. I you ain't on our level. Yeah. Close <clears throat> enough, bro. Close enough. Yeah, but have you guys seen each other in person? I don't care that we live a hell of a lot closer. That's not an excuse. <laughs> you, right, had that so extra, by, you had that extra half a year or a year to figure that out. <laughs> so by by Sturdy's uh, take on this, then Dan is my best friend. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Love you, Dan. <laughs> he came too. Carolina <laughs> you guys are there next year to visit me. Oh, no, I love it though. I'm I'm busting balls. I love Jason. Oh, of course. We we, we got to do this. We got to do it. But people like in the versus episode. Mm-hmm. Huh? We're doing it on a versus episode, nonetheless. <laughs> we got to keep yeah, the competitive yeah. spirit alive. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I agree. So uh, this is your show. What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? I'm <laughs> super stoned right now. Did he just fall out of his chair? <laughs> no, no, no. His camera fell back. Oh, I thought he like fell and his knocked his camera over. This is my favorite because this. Is, oh my god! Keep it at that angle and just scare me for the rest of the time. Mm, there you go. That works. That's eerily works. You need to do like a short video series on your YouTube like where that. you just read. Oh my god! Like short scary stories. Holy shit. God, dude, this is crazy. This is not good for me. And he backs up and disappears. I don't like it. It's like I'm being watched. You asked for it. You did ask what I was asking for. He can't help himself. That's what. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but if you know me, you know there is no excuse for me. He just does it. He just doesn't. That's it. He just does it. As I say, I and the universe unfold as it should. So, quick roundtable question before we dive into these reviews. My table mm-hmm. square and long. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so she has the long table, or she's saying his table's long. Don't, don't judge me and what I like. Hey, I'm just I'm just asking what she said. What she what she you know. Anyway, that's the difference between me and everyone else. I ain't, I don't give a fuck what you say. I do. I'll just say I do it. Everybody else is like, no, nah, I'm a man. Don't fuck with that. Me? I'm like, yeah, I'll take one in the ass if that's what you want to tell people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes oh, you gotta, virus. even though you've probably done it before, you gotta hit <laughs> that um that link up top. <laughs> and that was some crazy shit. Nick, <laughs> well, he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, All video right. clerk's podcast. I blush. I love those guys. You made me blush. What up, video clerk? Wow. What's I, up, I, video clerks? I, I, those guys are awesome. Yeah, these, no, these guys got a dope show. I've had them on yeah. a couple times. Got to get you guys on again. As a matter of fact, Hell I'd love yeah. to get you guys on sometime this month. We're like um, reviewing. Them. Oh, they're fucking awesome. We're reviewing. Yeah, right, uh, right. right now, we're going to be discussing uh, Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street and then Thursday Part 2 and so on and so forth. And Yeah, so if you guys are free to join in. 
Tuesday, Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Watch the movies. Dive in. I will try for Thursday. But, yeah, those guys are dope. Go check them out, Video Store Clerks. Very cool. All right, so question for everybody right here on the video lives and everybody in the comments. Who do you like better, Freddy or Jason? No reason why, just Freddy or Jason. And I'll start. Jason. Jason, what about you? Freddy. Mick? Freddy. Mm. But there's an amendment to that. Are we? We're not saying movies. We're saying character, right? Character, characters, characters. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, Juan? Yeah. All right, what did I miss here? I'd like to be on for that one, by the way. I love the third one. Yeah, the, the third one. Will, yes, the third one will fall on the next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, third. The, the third conversation is going to be fun, though. The third conversation is going to be fun. I can't wait for that. I can't. Right. I can't. I'm sorry. I, I missed the I'm question. Out by, I'm out by numbered by a motherfucker. Freddy guys for the win. FTW baby claws yep. for days. Okay. Because he has more personality. And yeah. he's the, a true slasher. Come on, he has fucking a whole hand of slashing power. And I like stand-up comedy. Freddie is borderline a stand-up comedian. This is I, I will argue that Freddie is not a slasher. Freddie is a supernatural, dynamic fo uh, force. Who slashes people in their dreams. You're absolutely right. But, okay, so, so if a possessed woman in another possession horror movie cuts people with a knife, is she a slasher? Or Technically, is it, she, or so is, she's a... Or is a demon in another movie maybe stab somebody? Is he a slasher? Mm. So like that's what I that's why like I I tend to yes does he is he going to be in the pantheon of slashers? Absolutely, and I'm not trying to argue that overall point, but I do argue the fact that the reason I think I like Freddy so much is because he's so much more than your basic slasher. Yeah, he actually has a personality. Understandable. Understandable. And, how many how many slashers have you seen with that type of personality in movies? Very yeah. few ever. None. And that movie's almost 40 years old. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like I, I would, mean, I would I, argue I, Leslie Vernon. I would Burnham. say, you know what though? I would say the closest to it, to an extent, as far as slashers go, would be Art the Clown. And just because the body movements and the gestures that he makes yeah. during his kills and all that, he's he's quite he, like he doesn't talk, obviously, because it's like a mind. Thing. But I guess that would be the closest to it, but it's still not the same. Dude, yeah. Sturdy, you and I, man, we've been doing shows long because I thought the same thing. I was like, Art the Clown is probably the closest because even though he doesn't really talk. And he's also the closest to like, which this would be a fun conversation for another episode. But he's also fun <clears throat> with Art the Clown. What I enjoy about him, too, is you get that old school feel from it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah, yeah. get that old school feel from it, and that's something like for slashers like that, like a Jason, a Michael, a Freddy, Art, and all that. I feel like you almost want that kind of '80s, maybe '90s feel, '80s, '90s feel. Oh, you know, '78 because of Michael. So between the '70s and the '90s kind of feel, but that real dark, gritty feel. Because if it's too clean, too pretty, it doesn't feel like a slasher to me. I would, I would love to see somebody write a well, slasher film with the personality. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I thought you were done. No, no, I, was, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, I take that away. It's just. The, the clean, pretty ones, I don't say they don't feel like a slasher, but they don't feel, they just, I don't know. They're more lighthearted in a sense. As crazy as that sounds for a slasher movie, but the ones that are too clean and too pretty, they're more lighthearted than like the dark, gritty, grungy ones. And I know it's just because that's the equipment that was out then, 
but it just feels creepier. I know, and you know, it just feels better. It feels better. I would even argue personally, um, when it comes to somebody like Freddy or like even when like when you're saying like who's like that, I would love to see a challenge of a slasher film where the killer is almost like Honestly, I'll just say it. Jason Momoa in the latest fashion of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. That dude as a slasher in a slasher film just kind of toying. Like they say cat and mouse whenever you see slasher films, but the only time you really see something that's horrifying is when with Freddy, he's truly fucking with them. Everybody mm -hmm. else is murder you and stay <clears throat> out of sight. He's fucking with you. And then like if you can take somebody like a character like Jason Momoa played in that who is true psychopath and show him a minimal amount. You know, oh, we never know where he is, but when he does pop up, it's like, huh, he's going to be funny. He's going to be trying to be charming, but in the most grotesque, disgusting way. Mm. Not unlike the Devil's Rejects. I like that. You know, I and I wouldn't classify them as slasher either. Yeah, you know, uh, hmm. it, it, it's it, yeah, it's tough. That is a tough one. But they, they, it's crazy because the only other one that comes to my mind is Ghostface, and it's kind of ironic that it's also Wes Craven creation as well. Yeah, well, he With like the we talked about in the games, you know what I mean? We talked about that on the other uh, on on I think Mick and Knight like a few weeks ago. I think it was you, me, and Dan when we were talking about how Wes Craven was all about the realism side of it, hmm. and even when he based his stories off true stories, like he it was the idea of the realism so like the the movie that that's based on scream is based on the gainesville murders okay who mm -hmm. it was like sorority uh i think it was sorority um row like where all the sorority houses where girls were getting killed oh wow and they caught the wrong guy and then like it continued to keep happening so that's where the cotton weary aspect comes into it and stuff like that um so like he loved that realism side of it so when you get to when you go back to a Nightmare on Elm Street, he based Fred Krueger off the, the old hobo he called it in his town mm -hmm. who was terrorizing him. And he based it off of that Cambodian uh, refugee story where they were dying in their sleep or drying, yep. trying to stay up. But as soon as they fell asleep, they would get they would die in a horrific way. Yep. Like it, it's that realism that I think added the element of the personality to his killers. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is true. And, That's interesting. And now. Hmm. Who's my favorite character out of Mrs. Voorhees and Freddy? Mm. Still Freddy, but I love Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> Still Freddy, but I love Mrs. Voorhees. Which, I want to say this really quick. <clears throat> People out there, start watching Friday the 13th. Just the original one on Mother's Day. It's about a mother's that. love at the end of the day. That movie is about a mother's love, which is beautiful. And it shows what a mother would do if you mess with her child. She's just going to keep killing and killing and killing that camp for years down the road. And then you're going to come back and take over. So does Cocaine Bear count for that then? Definitely. So Cocaine Bear is a Mother's Day film now? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> a mother's love. And it's not just the human mom. You're seeing the bear mom. The I was talking about the bear. I, was, I forgot about the human mom. I was talking only oh, about shit. the bear mom. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so listen, listen, people. Here's what you guys need to start doing on Mother's Day. Take your mother out to eat or whatever. And this is for children to mothers. 
So you take your mom out to eat, do the dinner thing or whatever. Do Dude, cocaine. Mom, I watch a movie with you. And you watch Cocaine Bear and Friday the 13th Part 1. He said do cocaine. <laughs> you and your kids do cocaine. You go on a murder spree and that's your Mother's Day. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Ma, I got a day planned for us, okay? We're starting at 6 a.m. We're doing some Yo, prep what, work. What, what do you gonna... do with all your mothers? Like, I was waiting for this. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, Ma, I was joking. Do you do it? Like, do you just go through with the day? Yeah, I'll laugh if she's like, oh my god, have you ever seen the movie The Purge? It's my favorite. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or, okay, hey, there. have you seen that movie The Strangers? Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh my god. <laughs> like, Alright, Miles. You're taking this too far. Alright, I'm done, Ma. Game Day over. Happy yep, Mother's Day. Get some roses. Yeah, I don't know about all this. Um, <laughs> I, this is a lot. I, this is a lot of cocaine. And she's sitting there like Tony Montana. In a lot, <laughs> just chilling. All right, put the movie on, Mick. Put the movie on. <laughs> okay, mom, I'm sorry. I got a question for you guys. Why do you think Pamela Voorhees never came back? She got her head chopped off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she was dead. You saw a bone on that one. <laughs> Toothpicks. I think I think oh, yeah, something I something along the lines of the connection of the evil and the love that she had for her son. Once he died, brewed the full like gateway and like opened the door completely for mm -hmm. which we'll talk about later, the entity to come through. Yeah. Well, that's the funny part. Jason in the first four movies is not an entity. Mm. He's a person. He's a human. In the first four movies he's in. Mm -hmm. Um in the well, okay. <laughs> These fucking movies, man. These horror movie franchises are going all over the place. Not in the first movie he appears, but in the next four, he's a human entity. They established that in the second one. The first one, he's a dream, which is yeah. bonkers. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, it works though for whatever reason. It works, and that's 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 something else I love about this movie is something so simple. You would it's like it's a dream. Okay, I'm fine with that. You don't complain yeah. about it. We watch the next ones, and with both of these franchise, <coughs> excuse me again. With both of these franchises, which I know we'll discuss more and more as we get through them, but like they just jump all over the freaking place to damn near where they can they jump all over the place. Like, yes, they have the same background story for the most part, but it's like they can almost damn near be standalone films. <laughs> like, you know, here's a movie, here's a movie, here's a movie. In a sense, yeah. in a sense. I think so what kind here, of thing for this one is I don't think they were like I didn't think they were going to do as good as they thought they did. And I think this one was supposed to kind of be intended as like a one-off. And then it's like, oh, they're going to give us more money. Let's go after that character there and bring him and make him the antagonist. I could be completely wrong. Well, Sean got, Cunningham was told to make Halloween. Yeah, he was basically, yeah, you know, that was like his goal. Well, not his goal, but he was told. Like, that was like, Jason's 100% right. Um, And then he went with Friday the 13th because like... What are you gonna do? Have Killer Jesus on Easter? Like, <laughs> actually, I mean, you know what I love? I'd, I'd, oh. watch, I'd watch Killer Jesus on Easter. That's fair. And that's, what the movie, that, that's the whole movie title: Killer Jesus on Easter. And boom, you movie Easter movie. Then you have an Easter movie to watch with your mother right after church or right there before. There is a movie. There is a movie called Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Okay. It's not on Easter, though, Jason. And, and guess who's going to try and make me watch it with Titanic 2 as a double feature? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, I will say this. 
uh, one thing that I really love and I feel is underappreciated about the uh, Friday Thirteenth series is, and and I can talk about like this with Nightmare on Elm Street, but I feel like it gets these accolades. Nightmare on Elm Street is smart. Uh, Friday Thirteenth is a smart write. Mm-hmm. There are things in that like subtly you don't fully like realize like oh my god this is awesome like i don't want to tell you exactly what i'm saying right now because i have an example of mine but i think it's going to line up when you ask me what my favorite kill is okay so i'm not going to say it i'll save it for then but i would like to pose a question to you guys and your audience if that's cool so nobody answer until the audience starts trying to answer what are the what movies does it not rain in Friday, in the Friday Thirteenth entire oh, franchise, even the remake, uh, which movies does it not rain, and can you name the movies? So please, I know one for sure. Yeah. Does no, it I'm, not- I'm saying I can think of. One. I actually now I can think of two of them. Okay. I'm gonna go with five, and Jason goes to hell. Jason, you are wrong. Jason goes to hell is definitely one of them. Where it doesn't rain. I'm not saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. It's nay. I still have the two in my head that I was thinking. I don't know why oh. I agreed with him. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sturd? Uh, I'm thinking still. I got well, two I'll, out of them. I'll reveal the answer as we go. Sounds or cool. I'll just be high by the end and not reveal the answer and then screw it. <laughs> you know, to remind me by the end. This is at nine o'clock, Jason's like, I gotta go. Tell me now. <laughs> and you said this is gonna play into you said this is gonna play into part of you. What's your favorite kill? Oh no, I can't. I, I want to talk about an example of the movie and why Friday the 13th has so many layers to it that people don't realize. Gotcha. But I it, mm-hmm. it involves my um favorite kill. Got you. So I don't want to reveal it yet, if that makes sense. So I'll talk about it later. Gotcha. What did you say? You said part five and part nine. Yeah, Chris. What did you say? Part what and what? I was gonna say Jason uh, X <laughs> and part one because I didn't see any rain in this one. Those are the only two that I can recall. I know Jason goes to Manhattan and on the boat. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing that was raining. Jason goes to hell. I remember seeing it was raining. Um, the one with the lightning rod that um, that comes back. There, it was raining in the cemetery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't remember two and three right now or four, but I, I think those 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 are that's my answers right there. Though. Part one and Jason X. Yep. Jason X is the only right answer. Wow! It, it, it rained in, in this movie. It rains in every <laughs> single Friday the Thirteenth movie, hmm. except for Jason X because they're in space, right? So, and the only time they do the Earth, um, like when they do the simulation, it's not raining. It's like a nice night. Sure, wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a good one. That's hmm. a, now, what's... <laughs> I got another one for you if you want it. Got go for it. All right. <laughs> Correctly, I should What? Say. Describe what Freddy's sweater looks like in the first movie. Wait. Say that? Describe to me what Freddy's sweater looks like in the first one or more i'll even change it up a little bit freddy's sweater is different in the first one Mm -hmm. than any other movie how is it different i'm i can't answer that i don't know the franchise that well you just watched it right 
Yeah. <laughs> I only watched the first one. I didn't watch the rest of them. It's red and green. It's not red and green. Red and green. Also, the sleeves all are sleeves. all red. Video store clerk's guy. That's what it was. Yeah. I remember there was one. something different. Yep. It's all red. And actually, if you show your title card, that's that's why I picked one from the first movie, because it is different in every other one. Ah. See? Sleeves are all red. But in every movie, it's the green stripes all go across through. all the way. That's right. And it's kind of tighter. He, it was a little baggier in this one. Yeah. So... Nice That's another that thing. He can't be a flasher in his fucking sweater, in his dad sweater. <laughs> hey, man, that's what he died in. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he, you know, has a change of outfits between deaths. <laughs> I mean, it's also kind of fucked uh, up to put him in the Christmas colors, too, because most people uh, tone joy and rebirth, or, you know, the gift of life and giving with Christmas, and then you throw Freddie in here, who's they, the person who takes life, and fucks mm -hmm. with you, even though he's resurrected type deal through mm -hmm. spirituality. It's, it's yeah. It's also great that, and everybody argues this now because they retconned it. So that way <clears throat> it, it, they, you can like him without feeling bad for liking him. But Freddie was a pedophile. Yeah. And a child murderer. Yeah. And we don't, you know, we gloss over, gloss over that. And the fact that he wrote that in as that. Mm-hmm. Is saying like he was going for true horror. It's mm -hmm. a horrific yeah. thing. We hate this guy. We, he's supposed to be a villain, and it's just so crazy to me that '80s turned horror <clears throat> into this. I wouldn't even the '80s really kind of overhyped it. I would say the Universal Monsters probably did this first, but just turned horror into this thing where it's like it's like, almost like a campaign. Like, yeah, you gotta love it. You gotta love your horror figures, and I do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, like. There's nothing more vile than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we dress yep. up like this dude. So keep yeah. that in mind, people, when you dress up as Freddy for Halloween next year. I mean, at the same time, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a real, like, he's not a, he's not real. Okay. And, and people, and on top of that, people, we have a weird obsession with serial killers and like crazy okay. people, crazy shit that people do. Pedophiles are the worst, though, because you don't hear people like cheering about them or rooting them on or, Whatever other crazy shit people do with the serial killers. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Like th this goes to show, especially with our modern day times with uh, social media and content that gets put out. As much as we say we want positive things and we want good things, look at how much we're attracted to the ratchet. Look at how much we're attracted to the horrible, the vile, or the violent. And we stay watching things like that even on the internet, whether it's a newscast or where actually we were watching things back in the day on like E Bombs World or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it's uh, it's kind of weird how we're always like spread the love, spread the cheer. Whoa! Yeah. I, okay, here's the argument for that though. I think we're like that now mm. because for so long we went crazy. Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are finally like, and 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 a lot of the world went so far in that direction where it's like, let's storm the Capitol or some shit. Yeah. I think a lot of people on the other side are like. Yo, we need to calm this down. Like, yep. stop, like, let's be about peace and love. Like, I know for me, like, that's how I fight it personally. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I that's why I don't get into the gore porn uh, stuff because I I feel oh, like I it over glorifies and like the, the stuff that happens in real life is enough. We don't need to be feeding that where people are so in tune to that and they they literally not only are attracted to it but they're also like almost turned on by it type deal. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody acts out on these, you know, people have impulse control, but at the same time, not everybody can do that. And <clears> some <throat> people see this and they idolize 
some of these people and you know what i mean like we dress up for them as Halloween, we portray them and we take on their tones and we pretend to do the same acts that they would so it's kind of like fuck man that's kind of the dark side of human nature and i think that's why we yeah. all kind of go towards that at times too you know what i mean <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah it makes i mean it makes sense and then like for me personally like with the horrors like the real life shit i don't even like i don't i don't want to see that shit but yeah. the movie yeah. versions of it it's cool it's dope and it just puts you, I look at it as more of an art than like this disgusting, terrible act of violence. I'm like, this is just a dope art, especially just being able to talk to special effects artists nowadays and being able to see behind the scenes stuff. And kind of, not that I know anything about it when it comes to that, because, you know, people learn, people do that shit for years. Mm-hmm. But, what, but at the same time, like seeing that on screen and then like seeing how it was made type of deal, you're like, holy shit. Like, how the yes. fuck did you do that? To, to counter that. Sorry, to counter that point, I was going to say, but think about um, uh, Tom Savini who worked on this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was a Vietnam War photographer. And this, the special effects he got into, and he molded things from things he took pictures of yep. to help his PTSD after the war. Like Crazy. working on this and creating these things helped him to uh, overcome it. So that's another thing to posit from it. Like maybe sometimes these the horror genre helps us understand the horror that we don't see, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't understand in the real world, you know? And I mean, shit, that's huge. That's humongous. If it helped him with his PTSD or if it helps still helps him with his PTSD, that's amazing. It's like <laughs> shit. And he's yeah. putting it into horror, which it's a horrific thing in real life that he, you know, with that, but just still, it's like being able to put that into some amazing art. Cause what he does is just, I mean, look what he does. <laughs> look what, what he does. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Holy and, and that's a testament, again, to the special effects on this movie, because even to, to this day, this is probably one of the best prime examples of what true practical effects are that work and look this good. I mean, we've seen now the digital version of Freddy coming through the wall, but nothing surpasses that latex above the bed when they push through and you get the pointiness of his nose and the silhouette and the darkness with what they did with the lighting. That scene is fucking gold. It should be just, uh, just for lighting guys, special effect guys needs to be like to me the uh, the reference, the pinnacle of like here's what you're aiming for, even with your digital effects. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And <clears throat> I just to add on to that, <clears throat> you know, we have the conversations of you know how technology, the good and the bad technology. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of not a hundred percent, but that is kind of the bad of technology. Is like we're not seeing a lot of practical effects <coughs> as much. I know we people still do it. Don't get me wrong, but you're seeing a shit ton more CGI, and it does take away. It takes away so much, especially when it's so noticeable. It's like, oh my gosh, man! Like, uh, I just wish this looked. Uh, CGI don't bother me when it's like Marvel and all that kind of shit. But in my horror, because our horror for us is isn't that you know it's not it's clean, not. it's not beautiful and and smooth, and CGI, it's hard to make it rugged. It's hard like like when you go back and you look at something like the thing, um, mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's it's imperfections everywhere, and mm-hmm. it's so real and so built out. But then you go over to like Alien and the xenomorph and it's so clean and pristine and beautiful but there's imperfection it's different it's weird you can accept that type because again it's practical it's real it's Mm -hmm. tangible you can touch it um 
<clears throat> but then you get the CGI and you see these actors freaking out and screaming and there's nothing there. There's a tennis ball. Mm -hmm. It's like we see it. Everything's too smooth. Everything's too nice. Like that's it's not what horror good. is meant to be. Not at all. Your action, yes, but not your horror. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you want, you know, with the action all the time, you want the big explosions and all this other crazy stuff going on that works for that. But for the horror, you're like, no, we don't, we don't need all that. <clears throat> Even with the buckets of blood and all that, just give us buckets of blood and we'll throw it through whatever, however they do it. But I don't want the CGI version of it. But take it, take it from the from another angle. Let's say stunt coordination, fighting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so fight coordinator steps on. You watch John Claude Van Damme fight one of his movies. This one's for you, Jason. But you fight. You watch John Claude Van Damme fight one of his movies. Everything looks perfect. It's perfectly timed. The kick is perfect. The jump in the air. His sweat is glistening. His bulging biceps. Like everything is perfectly in frame. It's beautiful. It's smooth. It's yeah. weird. You know, you're looking at his junk. You're looking at his hair. <laughs> his junk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, everything is supposed to be that in that movie, even when it's gritty and you have things blowing up in your face. There's still a, I'm not there because it's still clean. It's still, you know, like it's like I'm not in this. I can step out and just appreciate horror. You want to be in it. You want to feel it. You want everybody watches it to feel scared. And when it's that, when it's that smooth, you know, like imagine a fight, mm -hmm. like John Wick style. I was just going to say, yep. It's weird. You shouldn't do that. No, you know, it would, it would take away. It would take we away from the horror. Then you're just like, then you're just like, it's hollow in a Halloween, right? When uh, Buster Rhymes beats Buster up Michael Rhymes. Myers, that uh, was a that was on the level of John. Wick. Okay, are you of John Claude Van Damme? Come on, I don't care if you're a hip hop fan. Don't do that. Don't do. Don't <laughs> tell me that. that was the a fight core <laughs> choreography ever. Because doesn't he use like kung fu moves? I haven't seen that one in forever. Sunny Sunny Chiba. <laughs> movies. And I hey listen, I love Sonny Chiba, so I get it. But he watches Sonny Chiba movies and he just wants to get into it. He wants to get into the action, which, which are not kung fu movies, by the way, because he studied karate. And, and to add on to Mick's point about how things don't need to always be clean and perfect, and just to me, I'd rather see that because there are other things that as a filmmaker you can do to help carry the scene, the emotion, the intensity with audio curation, with visual cues and all these other things that you can implement to it to help me stay attached, stay in it instead of becoming detached because there's imperfections in it. So cuz yeah, sounds for jump scares or things coming from the background or you know, there's there's all of these little things you can do, or the squishes of the 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 goriness with the sound effects. Like if you hear of something or a bone crunch or something, doesn't matter what the image is. If as if that's a dirty image, if it's not exactly perfectly framed, you're still there because of now these other sensory things that you're experiencing as well. And yes. one thing I love about horror, and especially to bring it back to Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street specifically, is when you absolutely adore a horror film like a nightmare on elm street or friday the 13th um you you wonder like and you hear a lot of people are like oh man it was it was just like this little movie that just hit the audiences at the right time and it's like no it wasn't there is genius behind these movies that people don't see from a filmmaking standpoint mm -hmm. that still to this day your subconscious while you're watching it notice these things and it made you feel 
And that's mm-hmm. why collectively we can agree, like on certain movies, they're at the top of the chain or the top of the heap rather. And when you're watching them and you and and stuff like that and 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 you're feeling it, you may not notice certain things. Like, okay, let's take uh Friday uh we could do Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. Nobody was ever afraid of camp before that. Mm. Nobody ever feared going camping other than deliverance style. Like nobody ever feared a killer is going to be in the woods and you're going to hunt me down. Mm. Not that, not, you know, it was always <laughs> animals that were more the thing that you're afraid of when you're in the woods. And then no kid who was going to summer camp felt fear. And now they did all yeah. of a sudden it changed the game. Like yeah. what? You were worried about bears and werewolves or, you know, lions or a tiger coming down or some shit, you know. And think about every movie from, we had Psycho, mm-hmm. which mm. had a human who was crazy in 1960 killing people. Then you get up and you and you get crazier. You have yeah, the shining. Texas mm-hmm. You have Black Christmas. You have the shining. You have in your face humans, whether it be in touch with supernatural or they're just crazy, are killing people. So where where can you go? How can you get safe? Why well, can I can run away from it? I can run away from it. It's no problem. You can't run away from sleeping. Mm-hmm. So to tell me this wasn't That's a monumental it. story idea for its time ahead of its time, you're crazy. There's genius behind all of this stuff. Twenty years of fear it imposed in me. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> for sure i'm you you can't run from it and i that's why i give kudos to the remake and we'll talk about that in a later date but i give kudos for the remake for certain reasons because i think they elaborated on that and made that even scarier of a notion about the sleep thing with the one with jackie o'harely mm, that's all yeah. i'm gonna say about it now i was just watching bad news bears the other day he's in that too yeah he is i love that movie <laughs> Such a weird movie well, you have vic morrow tomorrow just slapping that kid in the face in the screen and you're like I mean, I know it exists, but did we have to put it in the movies? <laughs> um, no, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. And fucking Dan, of all people, um, is like made me soften on the remake. It's still terrible. But, but from a filmmaking standpoint, it looks good. Jackie Earl Haley was very good. Um, I think my biggest thing story-wise was that you took away the same reasons we said uh, Freddy was such an effective villain in the original. Mm-hmm. You took those reasons away in the remake, and then tried to put it back. Like it was weird. Like that was your twist, and it was just an mm-hmm. odd, stupid twist. And it was like I can't wait till we get to the episode because I really want you to elaborate on that. I'm I'm literally gonna say yeah, I'll be there, and then I'm just gonna sit out. <laughs> <laughs> you better have Dan there for that. But um, yeah, no, Friday the Thirteenth. I I prefer the movie over. I prefer Friday Thirteenth over Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm with you, but I like Freddy better. I'm with, not with you on that. Like whoa, me, whoa, it's whoa, all whoa, the way Friday Thirteenth. It's all the way Jason. But you know what it you know what Hold it on. is. Honestly, I feel like what with whatever one that I started with as as a kid and like got to see as much as I, like I got to see Friday the Thirteenth damn a lot, a whole lot because Friday the Thirteenth. Anytime it was Friday the Thirteenth, I'm in front of the TV all weekend watching it and then eventually you know got the dvds and all that and with nightmare on elm street yes i did see it as a kid but not even a quarter as much i would say honestly okay so can i interject and ask jason a question here sturdy yeah all right so we got seven minutes here take as much or as little time as you need on this how the hell are you gonna say i like freddie better but you like the okay so let's make sense of this 
you like what the filmmaking aspect of uh Friday the 13th better than the filmmaking aspect of Nightmare on Elm Street because to me because of the visual effects or whatnot for for Nightmare on Elm Street added with the character of Freddy is what makes this legendary because if you don't yeah, have but, more, both of them together I feel like if it falls short on you know what I mean but we're not talking about Jason with Friday the 13th part one we're talking about Pamela Voorhees and one of the things like growing up like now in 2023 Jason uh -huh. likes Friday the 13th better because there's not a lot of movies where we have that final sequence with a female Jason's gotcha. mother we go through that emotional beat that's not in the rest of the Friday the 13th movies and it's not on Elm Street so you know hindsight is 2020 but like if you're asking me now that's where my preference goes just because there's not a lot like Friday the 13th right now sure you know a lot of the setup is the same but the final payoff is not like a lot of the other horror movies out there that's interesting because for, for me then i think of you said there's that element of that uh emotionless or whatnot and to me uh nightmare on elm street plays into the whole sins of our father type deal where the township and you know they went and did this act or whatnot so now it's coming back to bite them in the ass but not even them now it's passed down you know what i mean they can't even mm -hmm. deal with the repercussions of their actions it is now the children that are doing it. so to me that's even more of a psychological fuck over because like we saw in this movie nancy's like mother what do you mean you got his glove in the basement i like them both like i do but i just preference wise i just lean more towards friday the 13th because it's so different the first one uh <clears throat> I, I think the first Friday the 13th is a wonderful... It's not on the same level as Halloween from a filmmaking standpoint, but mm. I think it's a wonderful horror film, and I'm glad it opened the door for where it is. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it did, cause Halloween was great, and people were making movies like that. But I'm glad Friday the 13th was made because it was okay to keep going with slashers because, mm. let's be real, Prom Night came out then. Like, and I love Prom Night, but is it a slasher film? Like we were going with mask, ski mask wearing people. Like we get to Friday the 13th and inadvertently turns it into uh, his mother, which is crazy. Yeah. And then opens the door to sequels to actually create Jason, which creates so many other characters. More slashers are like Jason and afterwards by extension, Freddy too, than they are Michael Myers. Mm. We think about it from that. Like there was an evolution there. And Jason's not that far off from Michael Myers anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give him credit. Michael Myers, you know, technically Leatherface is probably the granddaddy, but you know, if Michael Myers was the father, he definitely created a lot of really cool sons and daughters. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. Question. Yes, for everybody, <clears throat> including the viewers. Mm -hmm. And for those that are listening, what is your favorite kill? In Nightmare on Elm Street. Mine's cliche. It's the Johnny Depp kill. I was going to say, it's got to be almost unanimous on this one. They're just that much blood, the special effect, the bed still getting sucked into mom. It's just forever ingrained uh, in my brain. Uh, I actually have a different one. I got a different one. That's my second. That's my second one. But that is my second, too. It, I, I have, if we're on the same page with this one, well, this is going to be crazy. What's yours, Nick? Well, I will tell you this. Mine is... <laughs> Be, and it, it, a close runner up to the Johnny Depp scene, which is my number two, is uh, what's his name getting killed in the jail cell being strangled. Yeah. Only because that was really cool 
animation how they did with the the bed you know coming around his neck mm-hmm. pulling him up. like i thought that was really cool but and again a testament to the filmmaking in this movie because it's not even the best kill but creatively as good as johnny depp's was as soon as he sucked under you don't see him anymore there's no choreography it's just a flood and i love it i think it's amazing and stands out <clears throat> but tina yes tina there is, against, yeah, going there is the wall and absolutely yeah. it's so awesome how she's choreographing the whole way like they're they're turning that set that room and yep. she's being dragged and she's being cut and then like just to have him in the foreground saying tina no you know like it's i think that's the best death and i think it's underrated man you you, you, you know, know what that may be true because it's so good that almost every version of whether it's a remake or something like that they pay homage to it and they did it and then they re-brought it back in the new nightmare yeah yep. yeah yeah it's i mean it's a dope kill it's a dope kill and the, <laughs> the johnny depp one the blood the that really fucking stands out which is dope but just the tina go I'll, you know what it is because it was kind of like <clears throat> you're seeing this happen like drag mm-hmm. the wall drag on the ceiling you're seeing all this shit and then it's like the dude's seeing all that shit and gets blamed for all this crazy knows here he knows and he so, out like there's so much tied to that kill yeah with this movie. Yeah. there's so much tied to that first kill and it's just like holy shit without that first kill he's terrorizing these teenagers but he can't kill them yet they're not they're not scared enough yet so they to take him out he has to kill one of their friends yes and he is terrorizing her for a long time and finally you're right because the whole build-up to what uh video store clerks uh podcast said the same thing it's the build-up before even yeah and i'm not talking about the whole movie but like she is truly terrified and one thing that that movie does that's actually kind of on the same level of filmmaking for my favorite death in uh friday 13th is it takes tina and right before they go to bed he pulls a knife out on glenn Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What'd you say?" Like he's this is supposed to be his friend, and he just threatened to stab him with his switchblade, and like legit, like I'm ready to fight you. And to go that route, so showing like, oh, he's ready to kill. He's he's a an uh, aggravated, um, like just tense, aggressive mean guy. Aggressive. Yeah. Well, he's aggressive, but like he, if he was more aggressive, he would have. I think he would have fought more. Mm. Um, but just like he seems so like defensive and ready to go you know what I mean and mm-hmm. when he goes back in and she looks at him and she goes please stay come on please keep me safe from him and then he pulls her away in a violent fashion even though he's trying to kiss her that speaks layers and that is Wes Craven's psychology degree mm-hmm. coming in foals uh, or, or coming in uh, hot because that's saying to us like are, is he the killer though are we imagining Freddie? What's happening? Because like she doesn't like she's saying it. So not that we don't see it, but there's always still that doubt of like what's real, what's not real. You know, I which is almost wish they would have played more into that notion right there, where for maybe three quarters of the movie we think it was actually Rod who was doing this kind of like and and I think they did that in the next movie. I think they did what they kind of wanted to do with that situation mm-hmm. with Rod, with Jesse in this next movie, and they played into that where you're like, well, who... It, and we'll talk about that when we get to part two. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing that's a great point, and I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're in the comments. I wish you were on the show, but 
Uh, They did make you think that Tina was the main character right off the bat. You weren't thinking Nancy at all. She was a side character that showed up. She looks like the side character and everything. And Tina looks like the blonde, the beautiful blonde that's going to be the final girl. Nope. Yeah, and they, they what I do what I do like the, what he said about that how they made you think that Tina was the was the main character is <clears throat> you really feel that and every single time I watch this movie I feel because I don't watch it a lot so every single time I watch it I feel that I feel that <clears throat> and I get it and I know Jason you got to run man appreciate you night Jason thanks man sorry uh. We All right, he's on. gone now, guys. We can be honest. No, <laughs> he's not going to cut his hair for it. I know it. And I wish he was still on here because I was like, in about a minute or two, I was going to dive into the Friday the 13th kill for all that. But, you know, I'm still well, going to like, next hold, week. Hold their if he's here next week, let him do the rundown real quick. First favorite kill in Friday the 13th one. Yeah, he's, yeah, supposed, to be here thir- he's supposed to be here Thursday. So, yeah, Sweet. we'll get Jason's answer on Thursday. <clears throat> um. So, what would you guys rate Nightmare on Elm Street? Man. Uh, I can't do that. What happened? Wait, 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 rate in uh, just that franchise, in the Friday the 13th franchise? uh, No, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Just rate your enjoyment on watching just that film. Oh, nine or nine, nine and a half. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't grow tired of that one. And that, that that's one thing I love about. You said the same thing, Chris. Nine point five. I, I I'm a, I'm a Freddy head to death. I'm just gonna go ten because as as I'm much as even, I want to take away I'm from him, I'm like, not I, I mad. At He's been a part all. of my life for so long to overcome him as a fear to fucking like and then be able to enjoy these again and again and again and watch them and just today alone, both of these movies off the rip. The feeling of nostalgia off the first scenes hit me so hard, and I said it out loud like I couldn't control myself. I literally, when we started uh, Friday the 13th, the first scene and how they did the camera perspective of the first person view, and they did a book, and then the music hits with the synth wave. I was immediately like, Oh my god, sturdy! I am so en- fucking amped up right now. Like, this is crazy. I can't wait to finish this movie. I yeah, literally like- said it out loud. And and again, like again, I told you guys how much I've seen this movie growing up watching just the whole franchise. We'll just stick with part one for now. And then earlier this year, my wife surprised me with tickets to go to the actual fucking camp. The I'm like, that that's still like my favorite thing I've done in life is that because I'm like, it's my favorite. It's my I'm I'm gonna just be honest, guys. It's my favorite franchise of every fucking franchise. It's not just horror, it's everything. Like it's it's a real important part of my life. It's something that I think really started my horror fandom as a kid. It didn't get me into horror. I don't remember what movie I seen first, but it did, it, it started my horror fandom and it kept me in my horror fandom. Like so really kept me in my horror fandom. Basically, we shouldn't be watching this podcast because you don't know what you're saying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, hear uh, you hear him? But uh busting balls. No, I get it. I love it. I love it, as you guys know. <laughs> but no, it, it just really got me like really locked into this and i fucking love it and then just anytime i watch it like i said i can watch this movie anytime and i'm good join us i want to be like you guys i I feel left out i'm like oh man yeah so a nightmare on elm street for me is a 10 as well as far as just it just grabs you like you're watching it the story oh another thing i don't know if i told you guys this or not but i got to see this in theaters a couple years ago me and the wife went to go see it. Little snowstorm. 
little snowstorm going on, but so what? It was and the, the dope thing about it was it was like cheap prices. It was only like seven or eight bucks. Like everything was like seven, eight bucks, including the pop. It was like you know, and I'm like, word, yeah, we're going. Funny thing, and it by the way, if you get to see this film, <coughs> both of these films I got to see in theaters. I got to see um, Friday the Thirteenth earlier this year. But if you get to see either one of these films in theaters, fucking do it. Like I would do it again. And, to be honest, oh, so, I would do it again. Seeing both of these films in theaters, if they were playing in theaters, say this weekend, yes, what the fuck I'm going to see. Yep, <laughs> and I don't care what I'm collecting bottles and cans. I'm trading up paper clips. I don't give a fuck what I gotta do. I'm getting this ticket and I'm going to the. This is one of those movies that is like a bucket list movie for me to watch in theaters because oh, honestly, man. watching it just now earlier today, I was in my headset. Okay, and I've seen this with surround sound. I've never had it with headphones. But watching it today with this perspective, listening to it on a surround sound 5.1 back in the day, it is one of the creepiest experiences you can have with then adding the imagery that it has. So if I can go with big bass speakers and be in an actual theater that's dark and you can take it a one step, uh, one step, one notch higher for me, theater, hire somebody, hire three or four people to play Freddy's to just run up and down the aisles when that shit comes on. Bad idea. I'm with it. Bad idea. I'm with it. Don't do it. I want to them running. Well, one, you can't do that anymore after Aurora and all that stuff. But also because when I went and saw Scream 2 with my buddies in high school, remember back in the old days when the big Mm -hmm. there was no stadium seating, you just sat in the front and you were either off to the sides or in the middle. Yep. Yep. And opening night we were there. We're sitting in the front. I'm in the middle. My buddy of mine's on the right and another buddy's on the left. And we see an usher going to the exit. And there's like a light on in there. We're like, it's weird. Why are they doing that? Why wouldn't an usher go back there? He's going to go in there and exit. <laughs> and we realized like what they're going to do. And my buddy's like, I'm going to put my foot out. I'm like, oh boy. And <sighs> as soon as that first kill or that second kill came and screamed too, and Nate, the usher comes out running and screaming. And then the ghost face is chasing him. My buddy's foot was out and he went right down. He looked back. He's like, you son of a. And I'm like, that was horrible. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good reason not to have that shit going on. No, but can you imagine, though, if right before the movie started, it's pitch black, the screen starts to come on with that new line red, and then all of a sudden you see one person dressed like Freddy dragging his claws against the wall of the theater all of a sudden. Now, bro. that, that <gasps> would be dope. And I mean, for that, I know a dope, dope, dope cosplayer who actually plays Freddy and Jason, as well as others. My boy Fly Ty, he'd be perfect for that. That's dope. Go follow my IG. I wish. As a matter of fact, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to get him on an episode. I'm going to have him cosplay as Freddy on an episode again because he did it. Something like a, lot, a year or two again for me. So let me, let me, I got a. I, I found a streamer who's on TikTok that does all of his lives as Freddy, and I got to send it to you. I, I keep forgetting. Please do. Yep. Please do, because that's dope. So I guess I guess I can ask the other question. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. Favorite kill in Friday the Thirteenth, and again, only talking about the original. I want to go last. Can I go last? It's not my show. Uh-huh. My cousin Jazzy. I lived on Island Street in Schenectady. <laughs> and yes, and what's funny about her, she scares so fucking easy. And she's actually one of the older cousins I was talking about that got me into horror. Like her, my older brother, Zach, her brother, Jerome, and then my cousin, Jeff and Josh, which were brothers as well. 
And Jazzy, if you're still here, you can definitely vouch for this. If we're watching it at my mother's house, Aunt Aaron's house, or Aunt Beth's house, the rule was do not wake up Aunt so-and-so because whatever's going to happen to us is going to be scarier than any fucking movie we ever watched. Let's just say, let's just say that. Let's just say that. It was like, don't even do it. You don't want to wake up to crazy-ass Lewis women late at night watching some shit they know I wasn't supposed to be watching. We're all getting it. Even the five-year-old, the innocent child. See? (laughs) Which, I get it. I get it. But what's cool about that, though, is her daughters watch horror, and they started young. And they started young because the older one got her into it. And I just, I think that's beautiful. I think that is beautiful. But yeah, I just had to, I had to announce that. But favorite kill in Friday the 13th, the first movie. Uh, oh, am I going or going? Whoever I I know I said last. I got, I got mine. I wrote it down. It's the axe in the face for me. Axe in the face, axe in the face, axe in the face for me when she fuck and it just looks like it's stuck there and she falls back. Just it, just it. That whole thing was kind of perfect. It's simple, but it's they're all kind of simple in this. Mm -hmm. For all its imperfections, Kasaya is in love with Chucky. I love that. I freaking love that. I gotta start getting her some Chucky stuff now. Now that I know that, anytime I get her anything for her birthday or Christmas. No more dolls. Fuck all that bullshit. It's going to be Chucky stuff from here on out. Jazzy, you're welcome. I love it. Get her a good guy doll. <laughs> Get her a good guy. Not No, those are not, I'm not spending no $500 on anybody. Get us a little one. <laughs> They're not <laughs> much. Yeah. For, the, for the official ones, like 500 She wouldn't spend oh, $500 yeah. on her kid for something like that. I'm no, I understand, it. but it was just funny how you said it. <laughs> like, oh, I'm just being honest. Anybody. <laughs> I love you, just not that much. Like, damn. <laughs> Fair. Like the little toys and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm doing no, I got you. Shirts. All he was already of- looking at his shelf to see if there was anything Chucky there. I caught that. That I, that I could just show her. Yeah. I know I have stuff. I have a loose figure. She's not getting that, but I'll get her her own. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. But um, next up. Shit. I had one in this. And I can't think of it now. Oh, I was just saying about the imperfections on it. Jason Mother getting his head, her head cut off, not only because of it sparked an awesome franchise, in my opinion, but learning how, like, she gets her head cut off. You see the hairy knuckles. It's the dude. It's the freaking the toothpicks out the neck shit. Like, all those imperfections made me love it more because it's like, as a kid growing up, I, I honestly never noticed that. And then once I heard about it, I was just like, I never not notice it, but it doesn't bother me at all. I just laugh. I'm like, I fucking love this. And I'm the I opposite. Even though I knew that and you just reminded me, I was like, oh shit, that's right. Even today when I watched it, didn't realize none of it. I was too into the actual top of where her head detached, the blood coming out, the little bone elements of it, and then her falling back, the her body moving. And it's not like it's a fast scene. It gives you enough time to see it and her... Her body's still there and her arms are still moving and shit. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. So you can catch it. But for me, I was still just like at the inside the neck part, like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah no, that's a good one, too, though. All right. Well, should I get mine? Um, Your favorite kill. The archery scene. Okay. Here's Ooh. why. Here's why. I think in the story, it's set up the best because you have the archery scene earlier when he shoots and 
I'm taking this off. This is just this black background is distracting. I don't know how you guys do it. Uh, but he shoots the uh you just blend in with it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. You're both wearing black shirts. I know you blend in with the white one because you have a gray shirt on and it's lighter. No, this is not a racial thing. I want that noted right now. Didn't I, didn't I say when I said you do, I meant your shirts. Your no, no, no. Shirts, what, what, did I, what did I say? I didn't earlier? say nothing. No, no. From his show earlier, though. I know you, Chris. I can see it on your face. From what he's done, no, from what he said on his show earlier, something about he said something dope about um about the Twilight Zone, why it was in black and white and all that. So then later, I just mm-hmm. commented later. And I just said something, something about the black and white. He's like, Aaron, I am not doing that. <laughs> He's not like, I'm doing not. that in this one. And, but what, but when I, I said, okay, I was like, I, I got you next time. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, there it was. You got Same me. Night. You had to bring me, like, had to bring me on here. <laughs> anyway, oh, fine. Man. Before I get canceled, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite show <laughs> on Friday the 13th. Um, so Friday the 13th, in the archery scene, they set it up earlier with the other guy, um, you know, shooting the arrow while she was, like, yeah. fixing him. Yeah. <clears throat> so right there, she's looking for him or looking for anyone really, but like looking for him um, because they were close. And she figured he'd be out near the archery range. Like she was out that area and she's stuck. The bright lights come on. And in the psychology of it, like you're looking at bright, she's looking at bright lights. She's stunned. She doesn't know who's there, who's messing with her. The last time she was working in the archery scene, she was messed with. Mm-hmm. So that's what could be happening. And you know, just for her to see her take that downfall, like it's just—I think it's like a beautiful, well-told, smaller story within this narrative. <clears throat> nice, nice, and really quick. My cousin did answer this question too. Mm-hmm. The head—that's fair. Jason's mother's head getting cut off. Same. So, which is, yeah, it was just—it sparked so much. Now, all right, Jazzy, these questions will be answered on a later episode because it ties into. <laughs> When we get to those episodes, you know, like part six. I know how. Part six. I need I need her to tune in. My family never watches my shit, Nick. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'll never tell you. <laughs> but Freddie, before the first one. Yeah. Oh, no. She's talking about Jason. No, no. I'm just kidding. I was giving her, the, I was giving her a spoiler. That's not really a spoiler. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. The one where he is immortalized in a way he becomes a deadite which is a true honest thing um is my favorite of all of them nice i always go back and forth between that one and the pillowcase on his head one which i don't want to say because we're not saying which one at the moment <laughs> <laughs> being a little we'll get there we'll get there so hmm. it's that time guys Oof. and i'll kick this one off okay. friday the 13th ratings i'm giving it a 10 you guys probably already knew that yeah I'm not gonna lie but it just again it just does so much for me it just does so much for me this whole franchise does so there's gonna be a lot of high ratings spoiler alert not for all the movies though it's a couple i'm not a huge fan of but i still love them it's like your kids you know you have your favorites like how dion ranks his kids he loves them all but he's just like you know boom 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 that's basically what i do with this <laughs> that's what i love all my kids the same but different Exactly. See? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I can't rewatch this by myself, so I'm coming over to rewatch. I'll, I'll cook chicken. I love it. I want to hang out awesome. with you, chicken. See? Oh, by the way, Jazzy, Mick down here, he's invited to the cookouts. All of them. 
I'm proud of that. Even though you keep trying to get me. Yeah, with your, you see how, how big he smiled for you? He was like, that was I want it. Here's he knows what's up, potato salad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No Shut up. Some chicken. No yeah. Listen. <laughs> I love it, dude. I, dude, I would, yeah. I'll, I'll get nice and stoned and hang out, man. Oh, Whatever. Okay. Not wrong with that. will keep trying to get me canceled. <laughs> killed, you know, like, like, dude, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to look at a cloud and be like, hey, Mick, you blend in. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I want your potato salad, Jack. And I don't mean that as a euphemism. I want the actual potato salad to eat. <laughs> right off the spoon. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm a big like, guy. I eat with spoon. You know, everything with a spoon. More in. <laughs> I oh, like man, it. Too. I like it. <laughs> so, Chris, yep. Friday the Thirteenth, Raven, what's yours? All right, sir. So, don't judge me on this one. Although it's a good movie, although I got the major hit of nostalgia in the gut and the tingles in my head, and the sounds great for this one. Unfortunately, I got to give this one only a seven and a half. Hmm. Yeah, it's close to me. I was going to give it an eight. I love Friday the 13th. I think it goes down test of time, but I don't think it, and I think it revitalized or kept going and brought, not even revitalized, but brought the horror direction in a new direction. Because mm -hmm. the way it was, it was either the way it was going with like the prom nights and the things like that, or was going like this and we got, we wouldn't have had Freddy if we didn't go this way. Very true. So, but as a movie, it is not as top form as Nightmare on Elm Street is. Correct. But that's because it, it walked so that Nightmare on Elm Street could run. That's fair. That's fair. I disagree, but that's fair. I mean, they're both tens in my eyes. For <clears throat> Nostalgia definitely plays a part in my ratings, especially for slashers that I grew up on. That's just... Because every time I watch them, I just think of times just watching them, different periods in life, too, like childhood, the times in my childhood when I watched them, who I was watching them with, then like the teens, the adulthood, and just up till fucking now. And I'm just mm. like, I still love watching these movies. <laughs> when I watch them, I still enjoy it, still have that same fun with them. Oh, yeah. Shit, this is... Yeah. These are a very important franchises for horror, in my opinion. They are very important franchises for horror. <laughs> Even if you just stick with the first ones. Very important <laughs> movies for horror. And... I love that they still have the love that they have for them. Yeah. I love that you can go to any of these horror conventions. You'll see oh, yeah. multiple characters. I, oh, yeah. I love that. I love it because it's just like, it just feels so good. And it's even doper when you see the little kids dressed up as like a Freddy or a Jason. And they've never or, or, seen the movie. And they know, or, but they know who they are. Yeah. I, I love seeing kids dressed up like pedophiles. Wow. <laughs> I also see. I also love to see women dress up as sexy pedophiles right? for some reason. Halloween, like, I don't know. I, I, yo, I, not for nothing. I kind of like okay, and I think that's what makes it difficult. Okay, before I go okay. back, because I want to loop back to Friday the Thirteenth, but since we're on Nightmare on Elm Street, real quick, if we could somehow get a woman Freddy, but obviously not Frida or something. <laughs> But without the whole aspect of pedophile and they can figure out a way of still having it be kind of the sins of our father or something occur where then she comes back and she's this evil entity going after the people's kids. Don't I'm not going to lie. Nightmare on Elm Street with no, 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 no. Well, here's why like, I wouldn't mind seeing it because I think that would be a cool twist to the psychological aspect of it between how 
Freddy as a male torments versus how a woman as a female would torment and attract their prey and go after them. But we do that so much. Here's here's my argument against that is because yeah, I I understand it, but don't take that character though. Like I mean, because they did that with Hellraiser, and I was like, and it was this whole mm. big thing where people were freaking out. She's a woman. Now. It did. Hey, it doesn't matter if she's a man, woman, or anything else. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's not the point of Pinhead. And I didn't care that they gender swapped, but it's needless. Mm. This is a story you can tell and you can make something new and something fresh, which other filmmakers are doing. And that's what I think bothered me the most about it. And, and when they do this gender swap sort of thing, it's like, what are you doing exactly? Like, are you just trying to replace so there's representation everywhere? Which I'm all for representation, but do we need copies? I because just figured it out. What's the point? Like, I okay. want something new and fresh and original. So hear me it out. Candyman, the remake of Candyman was fucking phenomenal. So hear me out. Yeah, the remake of Candyman was dope. Entertain me. Okay. How about if instead of the pedophile aspect of Freddy, we would have got the story of like Amanda Kruger as the uh, nun from the church who went psycho, was killing the parishioners, you know, the the, the and was the raped by. Kids. 500 madmen or something like that and then she yeah. comes back going after the children of the people from the church or something you know what i mean some some type of weird twist on that way because then that shows hey the the light entity that she was in the living becomes the dark evil entity in death and she comes back to reign revenge i would love it right i'm even perfectly fine going forward and creating a movie where if you want freddie to be female do it like they did in the second one, where you established that mm. he can possess a body. Mm. He didn't. He didn't successfully Ooh. possess uh, the body in the second one. Mark's body in the second one. <clears throat> so, um, if that's the case, now he tries again with a female, and by the end, just have it successfully transfer. Freddie's gone now. You have a younger woman who mm. takes over the role and changes up a little bit, and is a bit of a different Ooh. slasher. You set it up. You told a story. Great. I'm in. Now Now mm -hmm. I'll follow that story. Well, or the Amanda Kruger story you just gave. I'll follow. Give me both. <laughs> you know, I'm fine with that. Like, that'd be great. Now I continue and I can go back and watch. My biggest issue is they just want to gender swap and just be like, and it's like, man, bad, woman, good. Let's do this. And that's yep. the way. I'm not saying that's the way women feel i'm not saying that's the way men feel. i'm saying that's the way the studio for some reason thinks <clears throat> yeah and it doesn't work we don't like it those ideas you guys just said right i like that it's it sounds like it can work it sounds like it can work and honestly it sounds in a, in a way maybe hear me out people maybe it could be a little scarier just for the fact that is the woman does she love well, yeah, Freddie can change his looks and all that and be whatever. <clears throat> he can do what he wants. It's scarier because the female, even if you're just hearing the voice at first, is usually more trusting, usually more comforting, especially when it comes to children. And then it's mm -hmm. like, oh, that, that could be a that could be a fun, crazy twist. But you'd have to <laughs> shit, you have to have the right people behind it though with that. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't want them to sexualize or, or even over sexualize the character because you want to be afraid of it you want to be afraid of her i don't think you should over sexualize and that's the thing we've always over sexualized female mm -hmm. characters and everything because that's what studios want 
Yeah. Defenders are going to come. They're going to want to see nudity. You know what horror fans have proven over the years? There hasn't really been nudity in a horror movie. And I'm talking a mainstream horror movie and even a higher end independent horror movie in a very long time. Mm-hmm. There's been sex. There's been, but the, the whole sex, drugs, and drinking and all that stuff getting killed, that trope is gone. Like, we don't mm-hmm. do it anymore. It's It doesn't work. It's dumb. And now, in today's society, now it's dumb. So when you get down to, uh, like, today's standards and where everything's a little different, we're a little bit freer, it just... I don't know. I, lo- I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. But they, they also touch on that in like X. And the only reason it really works in X is because X is in a different time. So we're relating back yeah. to the time in which that was kind of the norm and what was expected and what we were getting from yeah. horror movies anyway. You saved it. Thank you. I, I really yeah. blanked for a second there. I'm like, eh, I gotta get this back. <laughs> no, it, well, because I was going to, what I was going to say with that was. And was, I hated um, X. I loved it. With the nudity, well, <laughs> nudity in movies, I'm not going to lie. I like it. But yeah, it is yeah. not; it's not needed, and there's times where they do it too much. It's just like all they're doing is fucking. I could just go to. I'm not going to say the, the the site because you're not paying me to say your name, but you can go to one of them sites, and it's like I could just go there and see that. I want to see a horror movie. Yeah, I want to see some titties in it. I'm not going to apologize for that, people. I'm not going to apologize well, like, and be honest. But but it's not needed. Like if it's there, it happens. Cool, but it's like. Ah oh, man, like like you said with X, it made sense in that movie. Make it make sense at the very least. See, and you I will know. argue that the old ass and the old screwing and all that stuff from X not needed. You see, but here's where I'm. I would argue that it is needed. Right. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> well, I would argue that it is needed in X, and because it X proves my point by having the nudity in it. Horror movies don't need that nudity, that over-sexualization anymore. Not saying mm-hmm. that sex can't exist. Mm-hmm. It's good and it works and it fits. But then you have, uh, you know, now we're in a different world where it's like, okay, sex is okay. It's positive. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't need to show the nudity. The women don't have, there's no point in putting on a towel and then going and lurk around the house. Or, you know, it, it just doesn't work. And it was always exploitative anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. When you get to X... And there's nudity in it. It's supposed to be there. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to it. It's filmmaking. It's actually telling the story. Pornhub and oh, sorry, all, all that stuff and all that stuff. Not a sponsor, but can be. I'm not going on your site, but I'll mention it. You know, it they, it exists. So if you want to see that stuff, go there. The yeah. horror movies are supposed to give you horror. And when it became all about TNA, I, th- I felt like that was the downfall of the 80s movie. Mm. Where we were all over-sexualized and over-hyped and everything was bad and this, that, and the other thing. Like It just it killed the genre plus over-saturation. And then we sparked it back up by making fun of that and then not having nudity in horror movies for a long time. You know, look at all those late 90s, early 2000s. It really wasn't there. If I remember this topic when we get towards the end of this whole run that we're going to be doing, this is going to be revisited in uh, one of the, uh, I think the last one actually that we're going to be doing in this whole series. But I want to revisit this little conversation here about the sexualization. I think I know what you're referring to, but I can't wait though. I figured you would. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, and which, if you guys uh, want to know and find out, you're going to have to make sure you subscribe to Horror with Sir Sturdy and you go listen to him wherever you can find him on all the audio platforms as well as right here on YouTube. Which, by the way, I would only argue furthers my point because these movies still maintained those tropes mm. even after all that time. And we've grown past them. Again, 
nudity and sex and beauty of the naked body can be in movies. But if it's just put in there to be sexy, you're ruining your story. That yeah, that's where um I guess I've matured. <laughs> yeah, when I was come on, when I was 14, I was like, Yeah, all right. Well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even gonna go that young, Mick. I'm gonna say maybe just doing the podcast, honestly, and just seeing so many movies where you're seeing <clears throat> you're seeing the nudity in it, nudity in it. And of course, you know, whatever you're attracted to, you're attracted to, you see that, you see that. But like when it doesn't not even when it doesn't fit in the story, when it's just like it's just like that's it, and the movie sucks, and then like this isn't saving it. Now, if it's in it, the movie's good, but it's not like overly, overly, overly done. I'm like, I, I can deal with this. It's, it's cool. You see whatever you want to see, and then you see somebody get chopped up. Well, do you can mm. you think of a of a movie where a horror movie where nudity was in it? And I'm talking about an older horror movie, not newer. Um, but like towards the genre points of the genre where it really like was happening in the 80s, 70s, you know, even early 90s, uh, it was very prevalent. Where a movie, the nudity was it furthered the story or it worked, or or even even like got you excited in that moment. Not don't explain that part, but like <laughs> I mean, so well, so. No, all right, I guess I guess the more direct question is, how excited did you get watching Sleepaway Camp? No, I didn't get excited. But, listen, Funny, listen, I've here, never here, seen here. it. Here, okay, I'm not. Shut up! Shut up! We're not talking listen, about Sleepaway Camp. Really he needs to see it. Re no, no, really quick. All I'm going to say is this: Everybody in the chat, please don't say anything about Sleepaway Camp. Chris, I'm going to tell you like Henry told me: Watch the movie, but there's going to be a surprise at the end for you. That's all I'm going to say. That's how my brother told me it. It's an epic surprise. It's known. For As that. a matter of fact. Oh. Worst damn gamer. I know you love challenges. Here's my challenge for you. Yes, sir. Before the month of October is over, watch it, review it, and drop it for us. Works for me. Watch it, review oh, it, and drop me. it for us. So it's I official. only want them to do the franchise, but I'm not going to. There's a franchise of Sleepaway Camp? There's yeah. like there's three or four, four or five okay. movies now. <laughs> okay. So then challenge accepted. I'll watch them all. And as soon as I can, as part of my Halloween for this month, I'm going to get them up one by one. I'm going to upload all the 20 episodes I have sitting. Say, fuck it. Throw it up on their YouTube channel. So you guys are going to want to subscribe to the Worst Damn Gamer Ever. Go check out the Midnight Matinee. And coming up next is going to be some Sleepaway Camp and some other things that I had in store already in my mind. So go look nice. for that and be ready for go. the drop. Hit the bell because it's coming. All right. I'm going to give you the heads up um, real quick for, for this. You should make it a part of, uh, I don't know, do something like what we're doing, but like the worst damn Halloween countdown, 13 days of the worst damn Halloween countdown or some shit go. like that. And then just do the 13 days to Halloween, you know, a different movie. But I will say this, when you watch Sleepaway Camp, there's a fourth movie. There's five movies. Okay. The fourth movie is unfinished. So you could probably watch the scenes on YouTube or something, but it okay. is an unfinished uh, movie. So. Interesting. But there's a part five. Yeah, it's called Return to Sleepaway Camp. Yep. Interesting. I gotta watch. I gotta watch the, the whole franchise. I only seen the first one. But Felissa Rose plays Angela again in that movie. I think. Yeah, it's been a long time since I saw that one. Um, but I'm gonna do a quick search. So Bruce Springsteen's little sister plays the character of Angela in the second, third one. That's Bruce Springsteen's little sister. Hmm. Felissa Rose Felissa was Rose? In, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. With Angela in the first one, 
Pamela Springsteen was the was Angela in two and three. Gotcha. Arguably two of my favorites. I love those movies. Nice. Yeah, I gotta check those out. I gotta check those out myself. Yeah. So, all right. So that's what other questions we got. <laughs> oh snap, yo! It's available on Pluto and TV. So guess what, folks? I got you. There you go. Sleepaway camp. Got, it's on Freebie. Yep, Sleepaway Camp is on Pluto, Tubi, oh YouTube, Henderson. and Freebie and Plex. So I got you guys covered. John, my friend, while you're here, real quick, your favorite kill from the original Nightmare on Elm Street, one kill, and your favorite kill. From the original Friday the 13th. One kill on that as well. What's your favorite kills in both of those movies if you're still here, my friend? And what's your rating for each movie so we can pick a victor on your side here uh, to add to us on which one on this episode won the first battle in this whole big stretch of a series here? Oh, I got wiped out as far as that goes. <laughs> but listen, people, go check out Doomsday over on YouTube. It's Facebook yes, channel. He's dope. He's dope. Doomsday's Crypt. Dope show. Doomsday's Crypt, yes. YouTube, sorry. Doomsday's Crypt, thank you. On Facebook and YouTube, dope show, dope guy, huge horror fan. Go check him out. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So so what was that you just said? Hold on. I got to make sure I hear this. I know we got to still wait for his. Can his change the tide? Or is it a kind of oh, a, no, a sweep? It's not going to change my feelings. I'm no, no, no. Saying I'm overall, saying right now over. for this episode of Freddy versus Jason, will his vote change a tie or change the tide to Jason or Freddy? No, nah, because it'll, it'll be more towards – it's still going to be Freddy because you, Jason, and Mick said you like Freddy better as far as the characters. And then so did uh, Chad. But that don't mean shit to me. But are we going off of ratings, though, or are we going off of just who we said we enjoy more as far as the character? No, your favorite character. Okay. Favorite char- yeah, that's the one you're basing it on, right? Yeah, your favorite character. I mean, I'm not doing anything special for either either or favorite character or movie. I just like to know what people like when it comes to that. But, you know. I get it. I'm a loner. I'm a loner. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. Well, Jason, I'm half loner because Jason said, he likes Freddy better, but likes Friday the Thirteenth the movie better. So, yep. it's half and half, but still. So right now, I'm a little, I'm a little split. ashamed of my uh, scary snobs. Why? <laughs> they like the shit. They like what? No, I'm kidding oh. because he he was he believes uh, Jason's better. Oh, gotcha. He is. He is. <laughs> oh, by the way, people, I will have a review coming out at some point. Um, it was informed to me, which, you know what? Watch the Scary Snobs and you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll know what movie when you watch the Scary Snobs. If you guys know me, you'll know exactly what movie I'm going to be reviewing within the next week or two. And there are going to be back. some changes coming to the YouTube channel as well over on my side. So if you guys could, if you follow me already, I greatly appreciate it. Comment. Let me know what you think of some of the things that are going on and some of the format changes that I'm making, some of the new streams that I'm doing. And let me know if you like what I'm about to do for this month for you know Halloween because it's spooky season. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I got to do it right. I got to do it right. Uh, Get to my channel and tell me what's good. (laughs) All right, go. (laughs) And to make it somewhat spooky. That wasn't spooky. It was just odd. (laughs) I liked it. I mean, I liked it. Should I have taken my shirt off instead? Would that have made it better? I'm not looking. (laughs) Make it like an 80s horror movie. Throw some nudity in it. You guys got to understand. I started watching a movie with you earlier, and I was like, I got work to do. And I went and recorded. 
<laughs> this guy. I get right into the work. I'm sitting here. I'm doing this, but this is work for this. Like I'm writing yeah. down stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like same my here. Thoughts on this episode. So it's not. I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but like I wasn't oh, looking yeah. because oh, I was writing awesome. down my thoughts on this episode. Because when we get into the next one, I want to remember like what I said. Oh yeah, I jotted some stuff down too, and that is awesome. Just had Super Very Freddy cool. Michael Bailey on your podcast. What? Who's saying this? Fourth or the fifth one? I'm assuming oh, Super Freddy's from the comic book one, right? Super Freddy. It says Facebook user, so we can't really see who who it is, but do tell because we want to hear. Hey, yeah. Who is this? Who's saying this? I appreciate it, though. I greatly appreciate it. And I also think that this is dope right here, what you just mentioned about having Michael Bailey on your show. Michael Bailey Smith, sorry. And I want to go watch that. So please tell us who you are. Shout out your channel, and uh, you'll get another view or two or three or five or ten. Yeah. Drop that down there. Drop that down there. Oh, By the way, this? I just want to make this clear to you guys. I've had synthwave music going the entire time on my end on my stream because it just it has to be done for 80s you should, You know, you should listen to um, uh, what is, is John Carpenter's when he when he redid all of his music and put out an album. I think it was like maybe seven years ago, eight years. It was, it was before. Halloween had come out. Okay. So it, it, it the music is great, man. That's he awesome. even actually re he did a short film for Christine with the new Christine uh or the reworked Christine uh, uh soundtrack. That's awesome. Ooh. It was very cool. Like if you could look that up, I would too, because it's John Carpenter directing. Excuse man. me. Oh, it's okay. Doomsday's Chris. Oh, cool. Doomsday's What's up? Thank you. I just wasn't sure why I just said you as Facebook user, so it was showing your name. But yeah. So Doomsday's Crypt, you guys can go see that interview. That's that's really dope. Really dope. It's funny how the world works. I love that. Yes, sir. We're going to wrap this one up soon, guys. But I'm going to say, again, Freddy vs. Jason, Sturdoween, October. This is what we're doing. All the way up to Halloween. Got some fun, dope stuff planned. Some fun, dope stuff coming up. Most importantly, Mm -hmm. most importantly, what's going on this month. Friday the 13th, next Friday. If you can be there, be there. Cast us for a cause. It's a charity script read, and we're reading Friday the 13th. Nope. We're doing it all for lunch. All the donations, all the proceeds are going for the children, all for lunch. The children can get free lunch. They deserve free lunch. They should not have to pay a dime for their lunches. No matter how their parents' finances are going, they should not have to pay a dime for their lunches, and they should not have to eat just a little bit of something. No, feed these children. They're in these seats. Eight hours a day, all day, trying to learn. How can they learn when they're hungry, when their stomach's round? Feed them. So let's help with that. And the link is live. The, the GoFundMe is live. It is up top. I have it pinned up top, so you guys can do that. <clears throat> yes. I will say this. Uh, which, what do you think? Not only talented. Yeah, incredible. Harper's not only a talented filmmaker, but an incredible musician. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you should... Uh, what was it for the okay? So we were talking about the charity event. I, I want to know what you guys think. What game should we play from that we tested? <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh. I think the I think the impressions game was a lot of fun. That was it fun. was, but I can yeah. only do southern. <laughs> but I, I love the idea of trying it, you know. 
Because would, when we had might... Rosie Perez and Joe Pesci going back and forth, that was, was hilarious. Fucking wonderful. That was hilarious. For sure. Which, if you guys want to know what we're talking about, go on over to the scene snobs. Check out Mick at Night from this past Friday, Blood Lake Script Read. Horrible movie, horrible script, but horrible. we made it fun. <clears throat> we made it fun. It took us about two and a half, I think close to three hours of getting through it, but there's a lot of, you'll see, you'll see. A lot of chaos, but it was chaos that we knew was going to happen. Uh, well, I knew it was going to happen. <clears throat> oh, <of> course. <laughs> Especially with that. Especially with that. But guys, listen, go check out the scene snobs. Go check out Worst Damn Gamer. Go check out the Three Geeks podcast. And if you're here, you know, check out Horror Six Thirty Two. Hit that sub button for all of us. Hit that little bell. You know, ding, 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 ding. So you know when we're dropping something. And I hope you guys are enjoying this third wing because I am. I'll see you, nightmares. Peace out.